Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jobs Blow podcast with Brianna and Josh. The podcast for dreamers with day jobs. We're back at the Comic Strip Live. Here in New York City. And, you know, this podcast was born out of the frustrations of working a day job. But we hope that you can use this as an inspiration to pursue your own dream jobs as we pursue ours. Yes. And today we're flipping things on its head, if you can't tell. Um, There's no guest. Josh and I are here for your entertainment. And we're going to talk about... We always ask our guest, what's the job that blew? So today, Josh and I are going to talk about our jobs that blew and also focus on the piece of born out of frustrations. It's so weird, like looking directly at you now in the booth. I mean, normally we're all looking, we're looking at the guest and now I'm looking at you. Well, for the opening, you look at me, Josh. I look at you quickly, though. It's quickly. like brief. It's a we talked about it's a what glance. you did for the week. Yes. What did you do this week? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I had some interviews last week, but Ooh. now it's just waiting to find out. One is like the mothership calling me home. Right. And that's really like, so I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. It's typical BS, right? You get all excited about these gigs or jobs, interviews, and then uh, do you hear? Do you not hear? Yes. I'm sorry. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So anyway, talking about well, the let me job ask you blew. first. Let me okay, ask you first. Okay, so okay. we ask our guests every week, tell us a job that blew. Uh, just as a little backstory too, we originally, when we conceived this idea for this podcast, we were like, let's just talk about like all the shitty parts about working, like our terrible jobs and terrible HR moments and all of this crap. And then we realized that that's probably about. Three episodes well, total, uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but I think really what we decided was it would be it would serve more of a purpose to be inspirational, right? Because no matter how hard you get hit or how many times you fall down, you got to pick your ass back up, right? And so we wanted to be a show that helped get you up, right, off of your butt. But we do want to share some of these stories too. So sure, let's do it. So I'm going to ask you right off the bat, Brianna, tell me a job that blew, and okay. it can be a regular job or a moment at a job. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So I'm going to go in the Wayback Machine um, to one of my first jobs. Should I do sound effects here? No. In New York City. Um, and it was a magazine promotion. And I went in guns blaze. And I joined the bowling team. I joined the, the base softball team. I was, you know. This is in the PR department. No. It no. was magazine promotion. Magazine promotion. Um, and I was, you know, I was everybody's, you know, friend and I just really went in with all the positive energy you could. So they ended up um, launching a second magazine that mm-hmm. was more for kids. Right. And there was, there was a position as an entertainment writing assistant. Ooh. And that was where my heart really was. So I went to my boss in HR and said I would really – I'd already been there for over a year. Right. And I said I would really like to be considered for this position. And I was told, well, it's going to be – um, you'd be yeah. moving laterally. It wouldn't right. be really an increase in salary. And I said, that's fine. But I really would. I mean, I'd always been told that they were all about promoting internally. So they said, fine, you can you can meet with the new editor. This would have been a writing about entertainment. Yes. And what were you writing about at the time? I, well, I was just in promotion. So it was, you know, okay. more of the promotion. So pieces. you said that twice. So I should yes, listen to that. Yes. Got it. Clearly. Um, so I interviewed with the woman. It went amazing and she basically said i'm so thrilled someone here wants this job 
Um, you know, essentially, I left the interview. It was right around, I think, Thanksgiving. Right. My family was in town. It felt great. We were all celebrating. I get back, and apparently she met with somebody right after me who she liked, must have liked better. So uh, HR told me that now I needed to take a writing test for this position, which was ironic because I had been told I was overqualified. But right. now I'm being told I have to test for a job, even though I'm already in-house. But right. okay, I did the writing test. Um, I, I guess she did better because she got the job. Um, and the kicker, because in my world, nothing is ever <laughs> just simple. simple. Right. My mom had been asking me to reach out to a gal who had moved to New York from Ohio, the town next to the one I grew up in. Stop. Yes. And she is the person they hired. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Yes. So, um, yes, uh, I would then see her in the elevator, and it was awkward, Um and I I worked there another year and then decided that I, I would pursue another. Wow. So that was another. really more of a moment or a few weeks of time that just blew? I mean. Did the job suck before No, I that? mean, I, I liked working there. I made a lot of great friends and right. some I'm still friends Did with. Did you leave after this whole situation? No, I was. You do not listen. I just said I was there another year right. and then I left. Sorry, I was picking up the phone. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but here's. But did it suck that next year? Was it like, did it just change your whole attitude? No, I actually left a year later because the woman who worked above me was leaving and my boss called me into her office and said, You don't have to cover her work very long. We'll, fire, we'll find someone to take her job. Oh my God. And I was like, what, what am I doing here? Right. So anyway, um, but I, ironically, last year, I was at a, a holiday party, and I went down into the bathroom, and this woman was in there, and she was fanning herself. Clearly, menopause is set in it. <laughs> and I made a comment like, oh, yeah, that, that you know, must suck or whatever. And right. then I realized it was the woman who didn't hire me. Stop. No. And so I looked at her, and I said, you don't know who I am, do you? No. And she was like, no, who? And I'm like, Brianna, I interviewed for a job with you years ago. And she goes, Oh my God, you look amazing. And I was like, yeah, that's it. That's all I needed. I win. Because you don't. <laughs> so you got yours in the end. I, I, well, I mean, did See, I? Every... Because I could have been an entertainment writing assistant right. and the Sorry. path could have been different. You know, you just never know. But right. it's just that BS, that typical BS. They tell you one thing, they're not being honest with you. You know what? The writing test was it? They. Could they have even made that decision already before that? They just put it, you through it for some BS reason? Yeah. Just to have an excuse? It was just a real learning for someone who, you know, believed what I was told, that we hire internally. It was a lateral move. You know, right. all these things. And then, oh, and then HR called me in and, and told me, but we love you anyway. Oh, that's so nice. I, we hope you'll stay. And I'm just like... I was so confused. How, I mean, how it was, I guess, my first like, like 23. Or, so they were really screwing with Yeah. You. And I guess I was just so n not aware of the game. Yeah. You know? That's what I was going to say. The game at 23, you don't know the game. And it's one thing to be introduced to the game, but then to have the, have the added, like, right. a girl from the town next to you in Ohio. <laughs> You're like, like, is this how they fuck you in HR? I'm they like, find someone yeah, that's relatively like, close to you in life? I literally moved to New York City, <laughs> and this girl grew up 
up in the town next to me, and my parents know her parents. I right. mean, what the you could fuck you couldn't even be like, oh, some girl from Alabama that won. You know, it, yeah. it had to be someone that your parents knew and had to see and yeah. Potentially it's bump it's into. basically I was on my ass, and then someone threw a punch in my face. Oh, <laughs> it was like, did but, you learn anything from that? Um, no, because I still go into every job, joining all the teams and being, you know, who so I am. So you play a lot of softball is what you're saying. Uh, no. Well, I mean, not that. But I've been on the green team and I've, you know, participated in the talent show when I really can't sing, but no one else would do it. Right. And, you know, I've always just been that person who I try to make the job better for sure. myself and but that's, for everybody. that's who you are. But do you also th- see through the veil now? Do you... Yes. You don't buy into that BS so much I'm or not, as much. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm not surprised when it happens, but it doesn't – it still hasn't changed who I am and I still believe the best in people. I go in believing the best and believing that right. it might not happen again. Right. So, well, that's you know. All, I mean, you want to stick true to who you are, but you also want to learn from that experience not to walk into that same trap again or – Right. But it does make a good story. I mean, look, I've told that story many times and just watching people's reaction to like, it's, it's insane. Do do you have any funny uh, jobs at Blue? Like a funny story? I mean, I had a a boss who would come in and make me roll the cat hair off of her. (laughs) (laughs) And then one time she called me into her office and she had... Off of her? Like on her? Yeah, like like a little lint roller. Like roll it off of her. Please tell me you quit that job that... No. Right after that. No. um, I ended up (laughs) quitting it, but it, it wasn't because of that. But she, I had two bosses at that job. She was like a 50 year old, like Jewish woman. And then I had this uh, African American. Well, that's what Jewish women do, by the way. Okay. They often find younger women to roll cat and okay. dog hair off. Well, of them. I, that was new to me. Oh. But then my other boss was this um, African American uh, gay gentleman. And they were very, like, the two of them? oil and water. Like, <sighs> and so it often felt like I was in a dysfunctional marriage because they would fight over, like, she would want to take me to the lawn order set and he'd demand that I stay and it was it was just it was crazy um who did you prefer did you prefer him 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 yeah but he didn't make you take cat hair no he did not and he was just one of he was one of those people that was kind of gruff but he was you could tell that in his heart of hearts he was a good person and she she was too but she was just so one time she called me into her office (laughs) and she had her her clock radio on playing like who's sorry now in the background (laughs) and she decides to unload on me about this 12-year affair she's had with a judge and he's married and he's not going to leave his wife and and that song is literally who's sorry now it's kind of (laughs) and I I was and you know, at the time, I'm 23, 24 years old, so I'm just like, oh, God, don't let this ever be me. Like, wow. what is what is happening right now? So, wow. yeah, um, that was probably one of my crazier You have jobs. more. I feel like I've heard more random stories for you of, like, odd, fucked up situations and jobs or jobs in general. Yeah, well, that's why I want to write a, uh, right. a TV script. <laughs> like it's Patty. not working just because I have like a lot right. of interesting, you know, I had a boss who... But I feel like I feel like it's, just to interrupt for a second, I'm sorry, but I feel like in talking to you in the past and now here, it, it's a lot about you being who you are and being true to yourself. It is, you know, and you're like, I'm not standing up for this bullshit. I can't believe this is happening. Other people would be like, oh no, that's the job. That's what I'm supposed to do. And you're right. like... This is wrong. <laughs> right. Well, if we're going in chronological order, then I left that job because someone there found me an in-house publicity job for um, a broadcast company. 
And I interviewed with the gentleman. And on my third interview, he took me for drinks. Ended up being like three drinks in. And it was 10 o'clock at night. And he said, do you want to go up to my office to see... One of our new shows I have on VHS. VHS. Yes, VHS. So I'm dating us. Right I'm there. dating us. Anyway, I being, I think, 26 at the time, um, was like, um, I'm thinking this is not a good idea. And no matter how much I've had to drink. So okay. I said, you know what? I got to go home. I think I should go home. Yeah. So I told the woman who got me the interview how I was a little concerned about taking this job now. And everybody assured me you should take it. Take it, blah blah blah. So no. I take it, and I and literally, I think I started in March, and in May we agreed that I'd look for a new job, and he would look for a new person to take my place, because he, I mean, it became he, he would make comments that like, oh, I had a Gap shirt on one day across my breast. Right. It said Gap, and he said, they should pay you. That's better than a billboard. Mm, and then he would corner good. guys in the office and ask them if they, something was going on with us, and he'd get mad at me and call me a moron and then buy me flowers. Right. And this, so was, he this was in the span of two months. So he should have run for public office. Obviously, yes, Obviously. yes. So um, because I didn't, you know, I, again, I was young. I didn't know what was, I didn't know how to handle what was happening to me. So I probably didn't do what I should have done. Um, Which was not take that job. I know. But, you know, so again, my, my dream is, is squashed because uh, a man couldn't control his desire, essentially. <laughs> okay. is, no, yeah. but seriously. Right. But also, also now, especially now with those kinds of stories out there, you know, if you spoke to young people or anybody even older, you'd say, hey. That don't if that situation pops up on you, there is a better situation. Right, out there. but it's unfortunate that you have to be put in a situation where you can't take a job that you want. Yeah, but that's everything. That's like any lesson in life. You know, you don't realize until you go and do something that, like, oh, you know, and you hope that, ugh, you know, that nothing terrible happens in in the process. But that's why I said before, did you learn anything from that? Well, first I haven't finished this story oh, because, still as, going on. as you know. My stories oh, are always, always so when Epilogue. I when, what's the funny part? Well, well, I'll get there. When we agreed that I would look for another job and he would look for another employee, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a stand up class at the comic strip oh! and um, just see what else I can do with. We're you know? shaking hands. Yeah. That's a, that's not a give me okay. a regular. So handshake. anyway, thank you. I started doing stand up, and that's like the last few months I worked there. That's I was focusing on my stand up, which is ultimately how we met later on. Right, after that. but because my stories always have a but, but um, a couple years later, does it have a gap? I across got the but. No. <laughs> a couple years later, I got a phone call in the middle of the night from him. Stop. A and he was apologizing as part of his 12th step because he had just been in a fiery drunk driving accident and almost died. And I was mm. one of the people he was calling to apologize <gasps> in his, yeah. So you get, you get like odd, like, you know, satisfaction, retribution somehow from these terrible situations. Yeah. I mean, the woman in the bathroom and then this guy calling you after he's but, almost I mean, dead. What's a minute of satisfaction when my career Do might you know have been many, taken maybe off that's course? that's the thing for you. How many people don't ever get that? They don't ever get that little moment of like, I was right or... 
thank you for fucking with me and now I get no nobody gets that yeah That's, I still sorry. think though people I don't get people that. that get sexually harassed and get cash are probably better you don't off want than... the cash you don't want to get sexually harassed you're getting I like I did get sexually harassed and I didn't get the cash I said you don't want either you don't want that that's not you don't want that no, you want that no but if you have to be sex if you are going to be sexually harassed oh, get the money yes oh, like I see being, getting a late night phone call like what does that get okay me? okay but my did, uh, I don't know. What are the percentages of people getting sexually asked and getting the money after? I mean, I, I most don't people don't get the money. I have no idea. And well, I'm sure they don't get that phone call. So yeah, well. you at least got like a pseudo apology. Yeah, I guess. I didn't get that shit. Yeah, did you get sexually harassed? Is I it, have been sexually harassed right, at a job. Is this your yeah, yeah, out there, people know what I look like. Yeah, <laughs> I was sexually harassed once. At my first job, I was actually my second. So job, So this too. was some insane women, is what you're telling me? No, I don't think it was a. I wasn't. I mean, look at the. I, I, when it happened at the time, right? It was like another. It was a girl who was my age, and we were just all. It was like a, you know, we'd been there for a long time. It was a, it was like a spring afternoon. It was Friday, probably. You know what I mean? People were just kind of being casual, or whatever. But I walked into an office, and as I walked into the office, she full on swung and slapped me on the ass. You know, and this girl was my age, right? So, I mean, I remember feeling in the moment like. That was wrong. <laughs> that didn't feel right. Now, I laughed it off and I was like, whatever, because I'm, I'm like the biggest jokester in the world. But like, if I had done that, if I had done that to someone, I would have been in HR in three seconds, mm-hmm. you know? But it wasn't a bad, I wasn't like, you know, look, I'll be honest. I wasn't like, oh, that's fucked up and oh, I got to make a statement. No, it was just, I remember in the moment being like, that was weird. That seemed like that shouldn't have happened. But that wasn't a job that blew or a moment that blew. I'm sorry. It wasn't. You enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> Oh, we never said the name of the show. Oh, what is the name of the show? Jobs Blow the Show. The show. <laughs> I love it. Well, so do you have one or I have I put you in a place where you can't compete? I mean, I definitely, if we're competing, you're going to win. I concede defeat right there. Uh, but I did have one job uh, that kind of similar. It was over a long term. Um, I left my first job. I was doing PR. I loved that job. It was great, but it was just the time the business was losing clients and offices were closing and I was like kind of forced with either like, do I just go down with the sinking ship? And I didn't know. I was 23. Do I get unemployment? I didn't know what to do. I have rent, you know, I probably in retrospect should have just waited it out and let them, you know, go on unemployment and figure out what I wanted to do. But I jumped ship to a big media company, a friend of my dad's, you know, he was looking for people. He was opening a department, you know, like I felt like needed and, and like, you know, my experience was going to, play in i started doing stand-up those years so i thought maybe be with a media company right be close Mm -hmm. to like you know i'm talking about mega sized media company so i go and it was basically doing like syndication work right so syndication work was like we would get shows that were already off the air and we would distribute them so we would like you know there would be like a library of commercials and we would people would sell those commercials for each episode that would air on a schedule on the off channels you Mm -hmm. know like PIX or wherever you live, you know, the, you know, the off channel 11, channel five, whatever late at night, seven o'clock Seinfeld's on like twice in a row and then on two different stations, you know? So what we would do is we would take the commercials and we would put them into those episodes. And then at that time, the technology was to like send them out via satellite, mm-hmm. right? And you would like send them out all over the world and people all over the country. Sorry. And people Are you going to get to the bad stuff? Download. Well, I have to explain why, what okay. we were doing. So, 
in explaining this, do you have any idea what the hell I'm talking about? No. Exactly. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was a writer. I was PR. I was doing stand-up. I had no idea. They're talking about satellites and transponders and channels. And I'm like, what? I mean, like, literally, you were going onto a shelf in a huge room and pulling commercials and ISCII codes, all these things. You had no idea what we were doing. And there were, like, six of us. And we were all the same age. We were in this, like, office across the street. We weren't even in the building. It was a night. Basically, what we learned was is that this guy was, like, he he created this department there because his department was being closed at another company. So to save himself, he was like, Oh, I'm going to go to the parent company and say, Hey, look what I could do for you guys. And he put like all these other people out of work, which we didn't realize, you know, in this other thing. But part of that was a, not knowing what we were doing. B I was like 20, whatever, 23 or something like that. And the technology, we were doing things on Word documents and writing things out and giving them to technicians to put the commercials into these uh, shows before we blasted them out. We were there till two, three o'clock in the morning. I had all, I thought this was going to be like how many days five. a week? Every day, I was, was I was expected to be on call around the clock, worse than a doctor. Eventually, when we like moved into the building and some of the systems got better, they were giving us beepers and cell phones. I had to carry a cell phone or a beep, and I had to respond. I was never allowed to just not respond. What time of day did you start? Did you start like yeah, at 9 a.m.? Yeah, I had to be there basically by like 9 or 9.30 in the morning. And then most days, I mean, especially at the beginning, we were there every night until 2 o'clock in the oh, morning wow. and then come back. I mean, maybe a Saturday night because we weren't you know, blasting anything out just for like fast forward. Right. Now it's all done like, you know, fiber net, fiber optic networks, you know, the internet, everything. It's you do it. Each technician now can just do it on the computer. You put the, uh, you put the commercial in, you link it, it pulls from like an automated system and boom, it goes in and, and then each station around the country can just download right. it just so like you would download anything else. So I, at the time though, we were like, this is crazy. This, so I, le- I had to learn the technology and I was trying to do stand up, which would require me to be out all night and be really late. I, I couldn't do any of it. It screwed my whole thing. And then here was the, my, my kicker was one of them was like, look, I still wanted to be responsible. I wanted to move forward, you know, professionally in case stand up didn't work out or right. performing, where, where, make money. Where was this job going to lead to though? That's what I'm getting yeah. to is like, I took the job with the expectation that I would get like promoted, right? Mm-hmm. There was one position. It was between me and this other girl who had been with that bigger media company before longer than me, but it was pitched to me. It's like, listen, do this, blah, blah, blah. Six months will like promote you, right? I'm doing it all. 9-11 happened in the midst of all this, you know, like I'm busting my ass. I have no social life. I'm making no money. I, I also took less money from my other job, which mm. was going under with the expectation of this kind of rise, right? Knowing the guy. And then they go and like, they decide that, uh, you know, we had interviews for this other middle management position and she got it and I didn't get it. Oh, well, so they did promote from within. They, they did. They, they actually they actually gave the person yeah, who they deserved gave her. Sorry. Well, she did deserve it. I mean, in a lot of ways, she did deserve it. I, I She had been there longer. She had more of a, a knowledge base. But I was like floored that like, A, I didn't get that. And, and then I had a boss who now I get along with. I know her and I get along with her. But at the time, it was like a mother yelling at you all the time, yelling at you doing this one. This every, all of us, we were like, like it was really mm-hmm. it was crazy. The, the crime of it is that I stay, stayed there for another two years. And it, and it got better with some of the time situations. It didn't get better with the cell phones and getting called at four in the morning. What about money? 
and money certainly didn't get better. I mean, mm. it was basically making the same thing. We didn't get any kind of raises like that. And I basically did you del- get any good perks? Because usually taking those kinds of jobs, it's the perks that help. Like that's probably what kept me around was that um, if you can think without mentioning the actual company, like a gigantic media company, I got to like take my father through the studios and see you know, the control rooms and see the thing, you know, those kinds of things. Um, it was cool to say that I worked there. Did I you, felt, but did you get any, like, swag? Yeah, or? little okay. things. I met President Clinton in the hallways okay. once it, well, after he was president. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not that old. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and li- like little things like that. You know, you had yeah. access. You felt like you were connected. Maybe, you know, you, they, oh, I keep these contacts. And then, um, and then one little perk happened later on. They took me to... They were opening another department. Maybe I would go into that. They took me to Vegas kind of thing. Um, but it just ended up being like I just was getting like screamed at all the time. We all were. I was like on call till four in the morning. So I quit. One, oh, you want to actually want to know the quit story? This is actually a decent story. But I, I basically um, was like I can't take this anymore. I, I want to do stand-up. I just can't take I'm going crazy. I can't take it anymore. So I walk into my boss's office and he's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, you need to fire me. I can't take it here anymore. This one's driving me crazy. This It's not working out. All the promises that were made are not happening. I'm fucking done. Please, I'm begging you to fire me so I can just get unemployment and start over. Please. And he was like, I'm not going to fire you. He's like, I can't do that. I just can't do it. So I stood up and in my back pocket I had a letter of resignation. I went to his desk and I was like, then I quit. I fucking walked out. That was it. I got my two-week severance. I left. I started doing what I'm doing You quit and got two-week severance? Yeah, I quit and then, you know, whatever. I still stayed for two weeks and I got whatever. You know, I I legitimately did it, but I asked him. I was like, please, for everyone's benefit, you know, it looks good for you. Just fire me. Please. And he wouldn't do it. So Yeah, but then you would have been able to collect unemployment. If I got fired, I would have. That's what I wanted. I I wanted to get unemployment. So I didn't get it. So the lesson was, is like, look, I made a lot of good friends there, friends for life there. Even those people that I worked under, I still talk to and, and I have good relationships with. But the lesson was, for me, was like, don't buy too much into the bullshit, you know, like, and if you're getting like abused like that, if you're getting like screamed at, if you're there till ungodly hours and not getting compensated for that, that's not a good situation. Well, no job should ever have, um, it should not make you sick physically or mentally. Right. Like if but you- like I had friends who were working in finance that were working hours like that, mm-hmm. but guess what? Now they make $500,000 right. a year. Well, and they were still you know? probably making more money than you back then Yeah, too. at the time. Yeah. And like in your mind, you're like, okay, who am I to complain? I should just bust my ass. And I was, but like at the end of the day, you also have to take stock of the situation that you're in. And that was exactly what I learned from that. Maybe to a fault now where I take too much looking back as a screwing with me with situations. But it was important. I wish I, I, let's say, stayed for two and a half years. I should have probably stayed the rest of that year and then just said, I'm out. Mm Because there's no other position opening up and she's not going anywhere. And Right? Okay. I took a shot. I went for something. It didn't happen. Move on. Mm -hmm. That's the lesson. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the one thing I have taken away from every job I've ever had is friends or, True. you know, people that I respect. And, we love you. We yeah. love you, our friends, if yeah. you're listening I to mean, this. I mean, as we, we had you. Monty, the boss, the first boss that laid me off, you know, as our first guest. Sure. I mean, a, another bizarre story. I mean, I don't know how many people get laid off and go to Flor- or Hawaii with their... <laughs> Episode one, check it out. Yeah, with Monty definitely. Bro. A little TVD. Um, but anyway, anyway yes. Yeah, so those are, those are some of our stories of uh, where our frustrations... Some Is this our, your dream job? Where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. We'll do that in another episode. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Um, all right. Anyway, thanks for checking out our little mini episode here. 
If you have any thoughts or comments, reviews. Or stories. Stories. Share your stories. Yeah, we need like people's stories. Email us through the website, jobsblowpodcast.com. Give us a comment or just let us know what you think about what we're doing, if there's anything you want to hear, if you have any suggestions for guests. Check uh, my social media is at Mr. Josh Hyman. The show's social media is at, at Jobs, Blow, Jobs Podcast. Blow Podcast. Hey, check out our Twitter account, by the way. Brianna has been on fire just tweeting all her random thoughts. and She's getting like crazy comments, <laughs> which I got to be honest, are outrageous. Yeah, so, George Conway. Conway. He, and he was I, coming at me the other night. That was awesome. Yeah. And also, Brianna, if you want to share your... Brihas1 at Instagram. Totally got it. All right, guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to review and subscribe. We love when you do that. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I'm too fly for my suit and tie. And I'd rather die than work nine to five. And I'm too fly for my suit and tie. And I'd rather die than work. And that's why I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work.